of Studio Plum. And I'm Sean of Renstead Interiors. We're interior designers, turned internet friends, turned real life friends. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. We're not that hot or that young. Every week, we'll be spilling the tea on how a new generation of interior designers can run their businesses. Welcome Welcome to to the the club. club. Hi, Sean. What's up, Rebecca? We're here. I'm home. Summer's over. It's time for pumpkin spice. Oh, my God. Even though I don't like it. (laughs) PSL. Yeah, I'm not a PSL girl, but I like the vibe. I'm here for the vibes. You're ready for Uggs and scarves, sweaters. It's literally 100 here for the next two weeks again. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're not feeling those vibes here in Southern California. We're going to have summer into October, for sure, 100%. Like, Thanksgiving with the air conditioning on. Extended pool season, I guess. Yeah, it'll just be cooler at night, which means more hot tub time. Ooh. Ooh. Um, But we're not going to talk about that. No, we're not. (laughs) But you know what we should talk about? What? What? We got an editor. Yeah, we did. Well, let's just say we got a professional editor. (laughs) Yes, precisely. Rebecca's um, not our editor anymore. Yeah, I don't know if we've totally talked about this. Maybe we did in our we cry have. for help. Yeah. Um, I have been editing all of these episodes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not a sound engin- engineer. So last episode, we didn't say this, but it was our first one that I didn't edit. That's and you went and traveled. You like went and traveled the country while someone edited our show for us. I was literally in a different time zone and it just came on. They just did it. Two days early, but still. They figured it out. They'll get on our schedule. So better early than late. Um, Yeah, no, it's been so great. And we literally could not have done that without our hotties. Thank you, Hottie, so much. Like, it's just a relief to be able to, like, show up, be ready, have our content here, record for you, share what's going on in our businesses and what can help you. And then let it just like we tell our clients, like, let us as the experts do our thing. Now we're letting the experts who are like the experts at podcast publishing and editing do their part. So we can stay focused on the the other important details. Exactly. So we ha- we kind of started this year in this new um, version of the podcast with some goals. So our goal is 250 Patreon members, and we're getting there. Yeah. Shout out to our 38 members. We have 24 basic hotties. And 14 regulation hotties who are really some of our OG greatest supporters. So many of you end up in our DMs very frequently. And we love that you're helping to support the growth and hearing us. Thank you for wanting to hear from us every week. (laughs) Yeah, every other week. Let's do a little, we wanted to do something fun this time. Let's do a little hottie shout out. Yeah. Okay. This literally was Rebecca's idea, like right before she pressed record. So. 
we were like, what do we do to talk about some of the hotties that have really made a difference in the show and on us and kind of been their OG status? So this week we're doing a little hottie shout out to Sarah Fisher of Sarah and Sons Interiors. And we're like fangirl watching some of you hotties pretty frequently. Yeah, we've been we've known Sarah from Instagram and from the show for, I don't know, like a year and a half or so. We've seen her at market. We met up with her at High Point last year. No, that was this year. That was April. That was this year. <laughs> Five years ago. The multiverse and of madness. So we had some IRL time with her. And it's just been so fun watching her totally transform her business, at least her presence, like what we see and get to experience with her business. She's located in Portland, Maine. And it's just like so completely different from Sacramento. I love, love, love the architecture and seeing everything that she's doing. Yeah. And she's upgraded. Not that this is pressure on any other hotties, but she's been spending a lot of time and energy on like her branding, developing her website, like upping her professionalism through her photography and like just really trying to attract her ideal clients. And we're noticing it. Like we're we're seeing it through her Instagram and her website. And she recently had a project that is on her portfolio. You guys will link to her info in the show notes. But she has this project called the Captain's Quarters in her portfolio. And you know, I am desperate to do more pink rooms. And so I am in love with this New England shuttered room kind of salmony pink color that's in this office. It's really gorgeous. You guys should check it out. Follow her on at Sarah and Sons Interiors. Yeah. So shout out Sarah. Sarah and Sons Interiors. Hi, Sarah. What's we up, girl? Great. <laughs> we're following you. Um, And then just, I know we're not supposed to do this much chit-chat. We just kind of have some housekeeping to keep up with. But we also have... Okay, so you can become a Patreon member for $50 a month or $5 a month if you just want to give us like a buy us a coffee. We appreciate you too. Love that. You, Love getting you, our PSLs for free. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to live that upgrade life, like you can be a regulation hottie and pay $50 a month, but then you get our monthly resource download included. So that's $50 a month. But the other great thing, we just want to make sure everyone understands the benefit is you, every month we create a new coupon code in our Patreon for those members. So if you are new, like let's say you joined this month and you realized, oh, I want the budget calculator, you get a coupon code so you get it for $50. Or if you just want one off, we get kind of a lot of one-off downloads, which is great. You could go directly to our resources page on our website. You don't have to commit to anything, and that's a hundred dollars. Yeah, each download. So basically, you get it for if you join late, you get the download for the same price you would have if you had joined us at the beginning. It's just you get one coupon code to use at a time, so it's gonna it's gonna slow down how fast you have access to the resources. But you know they're there, and we've got more and more keep getting added. Like we were just talking before the show, how surprising it is to look at how our first download is by far our bestseller, which is the decorating, establishing a decorating budget, which is the clickable calculator with everything in rooms. And it helps automatically calculate everything using a Google sheet. So 
it's really easy to share. We've had good feed, really great feedback from other designers who are like, oh yeah, I just updated it to my brand and I make a copy and send it to people when they want my proposal. And it's like, and it makes so much sense why that, why that's the number one. I think probably one of the biggest challenges for most designers is selling that budget number that is necessary Uh to create good work. So it does a lot of heavy lifting for you. 100%. So thank you. Thank you for everyone for supporting that. That's, I mean, for us, I still get shocked every time we get the little like, you've made a sale. And I'm like, oh, like, this is actually helpful for somebody. Like, (laughs) the lights are staying on. It's reassuring because it's stuff that we're already using every day for our businesses. And we're just growing them every, every month after. So this is truly like our grassroots growth of the HYDC. And if you have any ideas or requests, we love reviews, feedback. Please give us some ratings on the podcast platform as well as like send us emails, whatever. Yeah, I think it's, here. I, I will say, I know that I've had some DMs back and forth with hotties who are like, I just don't know how to leave the review. So I'm actually going to make sure that there's a link in the show notes. That's a really quick, I'll make sure that there is a link in the show notes this week that shows really quick hits of like, Here's where you look at if you're in your podcast platform to where to scroll, where to click, where to leave us, not just the stars, but also to leave us a quick review. All of that helps us grow. It helps other designers find us. It's kind of like the equivalent of liking, following, commenting on Instagram posts, but really, really valuable for podcast platforms to have access to that. So we will link that too. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. We just, you know, we just on our growth game over here. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying. We're trying. It's real, y'all. We're running multiple businesses. I'm trying to do this before we get too old that we don't have the attention span or the ability to do it. (laughs) Speak for yourself. (laughs) We're going to have to have a major (laughs) rebrand. Old Wrinkled Designers Club. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God, already there. (laughs) This designer's club has given me wrinkles, but that's okay. (laughs) I still love you. It's it's not just the, it's the design biz will be giving us all the old wrinkled designer's club, okay? Oh, my God. Yeah, let's get into like a pretty complex part of our business or complex for a lot of designers, we should say. I know. Why did I name this? It's so window treatment. I know there's, okay, by no means are we the experts. We say this a lot, but it's just this like annoyingly complicated type of industry to work within inside of the design industry. I mean, it's a whole other, it's a whole other branch. Like it's all these, if this, then this rules, all of the, truly customized options. And I just think back to, okay, why am I naming this that there's a conspiracy? Because I really truly believe that something broke down along the lines of like, we saw houses in like the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, even up through like the 70s and arguably into the 80s where window treatments was sort of this like normal thing that people would spend good money on when they would come into a home and especially mid-century homes, it was just like, duh, you're definitely going to have nice window treatments put in and whole rooms would match them. The wallpaper would match the draperies, match the carpet. Every, it'd be a whole thing, right? Like, Are you still talking about window treatments? 
Um, <laughs> yes. Just kidding. But yes, but when I bought... <laughs> where the joke comes from. <laughs> but yes. when we bought our house, so our house was built in 1960. We're only the second owners. And yeah, we have, I mean, what is the span of my windows in here? It's like 15 feet of picture window. Yeah. And it had floor-to-ceiling, ceiling-mounted um, traverse drapery. Super custom. I had to keep them up for like a year or two until they were they were literally disintegrating. Yeah. But they, I mean, it's so much fabric. It's, I'm still not happy with my situation that I have. But yeah, I mean, it was an investment at the time. I'm sure we did have them cleaned, but they held up for 50 years. Yeah. Luckily, they were neutral. Yeah. They did not match the carpet. And actually, yeah. they did match the carpet. They were no, they were neutral. The carpet was baby blue. Yeah, it's just one of those things that, like, somewhere, this used to be something that like middle class families could really afford to invest throughout their whole home, and it was just sort of an expectation. And I think a big change happened. I'm, I know it's not just like this conspiracy, but like this whole like store-bought environment for everything is not the fantasy. And somehow mm -hmm. the conspiracy of it all is that whoever's making all these panels and everything, they're not making these store-bought ready-made options cute. They're not making them the right lengths for people. They're not making them the right widths for people. And like, I'm just speaking fundamentally. That's the conspiracy to me. And they're putting like, grommets in them. And ew. And like, who who at that consumer level of window treatments is saying, this is what the people need. Give the people what they want. This you is not what, what like, they want. The most annoying part of that is like, okay, I live in a ranch house, eight foot ceilings, mm -hmm, 96 mm -hmm. inches, and they make the panels 96 inches. Like, yeah. why is there not a genius <laughs> who would know, like, let's make them 94 inches, give them a chance, maybe Give 92. them a chance to put the rod like, there. Like... <laughs> Yes. So like now we just all have to have them hemmed anyway. Like it's, it's like zero or you just get like high waters. So now I have to buy seven foot and they're eight inches off the ground. Like, like what? That's the conspiracy I'm talking about with this whole yeah. like ready-made market is like, oh, they either have to be hideous or non-functional. And you're just like, someone. Or both. Or both. Or both. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on, features and benefits. I just don't. That's my conspiracy is like, who who created this lie to the American people about what good window treatments should look like and what should be available to purchase at a retail environment because they have done a huge disservice for so many people because they clients come now and they think, oh, if I can just buy Pottery Barn panels for X price, that means going custom should like be somewhat comparable to that price, which is just a huge lie. Like there's no, truly no comparison between the two usually. And retail options have so many problems. Like the, the, the manufacturing of them is all off. Like the, the length on one side doesn't literally won't match the same length on the other. So the hem isn't level. And the widths between each panels aren't always exactly the same. Like the quality control is or if you a have disaster. a wide window, you have like all these like strips of fabric. You have like three 54 inch, yeah. you know, panels together that just have gaps between them. Like, 
And Nobody. no one's like dressing their windows every time they open and close them. So if they're like fully perfectly n- folding. Yeah, like you're getting that ripple fold that the Pottery Barn catalog shows you. That's impossible. Fake. It's fake. Fake. It's news. like it's like the photoshopped model on a sports illustrated, like fake. Fake. So I also wonder though, back to the conspiracy, like maybe the explanation is. Also, there aren't a lot of these workrooms and craftspeople that there were 50 years ago. No. No yeah. one sews shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, as retail grew in popularity, these custom workrooms had less and less money to yeah. be made. So they don't have a choice but to, unfortunately, so like, go out of business. Like, did my original homeowner spend the equivalent of $30,000 on these drapes? I doubt it. Like, the price no. was probably lower because mm-hmm. the work was at a better price 100 um, or people i don't know yeah there's probably also like more diy at a quality level like my drapes in my um dining room i got off of ebay and they look like homemade but they were brand new from the 60s and they're pinch pleat like they're well done yeah but they're you can tell they weren't like Someone had finished. someone had to know their way around a sewing machine. Oh yeah, it was a look for less even back then. Yeah, but that's not happening a lot anymore, and people are just like looking at TikTok and thinking they can take these Amazon things and make them look good. Oh my god, I know. Or they're at Costco better. and they're like, "Oh, Costco must be this is like the best I'll possibly get. Like if it's selling in every store, this must be what people are doing." And the lies, just the yeah, lies that have been. <laughs> People don't know it looks bad is the thing. Like, they're not putting them up and being like, wah, wah, disappointed. They think like, oh, they cover up my naked body from my neighbors. And this is what it's right. Yeah. So that's the taste level that they depend on us for is to say like, no, hold on. Like, there's a better- Let me show you the difference. Yeah. Like, and I get it. Like, I know there's, I'm not, this podcast episode is not about going through all the different levels of like cellular shades. Blinds, shutters, like, I'm not trying to go through all that. I think my main point is, if we've talked about this idea of, like, value-basing window treatments, what's the good, better, best when it comes to this kind of stuff? And unfortunately, when specifically when it's drapery or curtain type of treatments, window treatments, that there is, like, a huge gap from, there's that... <laughs> There's that, I bought my panels at Target entry-level consumer side, and then there's like full professional custom workroom, working with a designer, getting it right. And then the in-between is just this massive dry desert. Like, it's very hard to fill in the gaps in the middle. It is. I think I've figured something out. We'll talk about it. But it's not without like its own challenges and... Mm -hmm risks and work. I think too, something that I'm thinking more about because I'm getting more into selling window treatments, happy hour, our co-working space, we are now a Graber dealer. So we're actually dealing with more of the cellular roller shades, solar stuff. And Mm -hmm. I'm learning a ton about it. And it's so important. Like if you have crappy window coverings you just touch those every day and see them every day and then when it gets into like custom drapery if someone hasn't really like paid attention or seen professional custom 
drapery versus the Target clip ring situation. Oh my God, yeah. They, they don't, don't know. They don't know. Like it's it's yeah, like figuring like, out how the one percent lives, and you're like, oh, wait, people people have this. Like it's when you see a pair of designer jeans versus said Walmart ones, like you immediately can see the difference. But maybe you never knew until you or like fancy, like really high quality, like truly quality designer bags. And you're just like, oh, I've been walking around with this thing that cracks and falls apart every three months. Like, I mean, there's a, mean, di- there is a, a difference. There is a difference. Like, so like the this quality, is, the craft. Not everyone can, not everyone can afford to buy custom window treatments. Like that's a reality. We're not here to be snobby, but it's really like understanding the difference, how mm-hmm. to navigate it. And how to sell it when it's appropriate. Like maybe a certain room, that's where people should invest and save somewhere else. So yeah. And also just kind of educating like people, like let's get back into the like, I don't know. Yeah. The fantasy and the magic of really nice window treatments, just completely elevating the whole room. I know. I keep toying with this idea of trying to capture it I think reels is a really good place or video is a good place to show people because photos just don't show like telescoping rods at the entry level of the market are so annoying. Like the rings get caught, you're yanking on stuff. They're never the Bowie. perfect width. They're yeah, they're and they have that hollow shower curtain y sound to to them, which is just so cheap. Like they might as well be calling you poor while you're opening the drape every day. Like like the dra- the drapery rings are clanging on this thin piece of aluminum that you got from you know Wayfair, and it's just like poor, 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 poor. Like <laughs> it's so bad. It's and it feels bad. It does not feel like a great window treatment. And like professional hardware is better for a reason. The fact that you talked about having a traverse drapery system that's like 50 years old and it's still working like the cheap plastic ones you would buy online now for a traverse drapery system would a hundred percent be cracked broken falling on the floor like living in a cheap rental apartment like those would those would be falling apart immediately if they even work when you get them out of the box yeah they worked great there's just literal like solar holes from the sun, Run, yeah, from cutting, to... going through it, but the hardware was still working after that. No, long, just the, the fabric itself. Yeah, the fabric itself was just starting to disintegrate from the sun. UV light, going back to how we get those wrinkles. Yeah. <laughs> so I think hardware is like a big thing where you're like, we could upgrade right away on that, and you'd be like even happier just having store bought panels on proper hardware would be an upgrade. Okay, so let's just say like the different components har- that make professional window treatments what they are. Hardware, and this even includes like your shades or blinds or whatever. Like the mechanisms make a yeah, huge yeah, yeah. difference in how long they're going to last, how they're going to function. So hardware, material or fabric, like that quality adds a huge layer. 100%. If it's got, yeah. Installation. These yeah. are like what makes them quality, but also what makes them tricky. Mm-hmm. And I should have said before that the actual. That's like way beginning. Professional yeah. measure. And then the actual like manufacturing, the fabrication. Yeah. 
because that's all the man, like that's the manpower or woman power in many cases. Mostly I don't know about women. you, but mostly women in my the workrooms that I've worked with. And mm-hmm. um like measure the measuring of it all is a science of like you're literally doing algebra with these draperies. You're like, literally. okay, you have a window of this size and you want it to have a triple pinch pleat on the fabric, which means if you want these to push outside of the window so you can open the, maybe like I have operable windows in my house that are on hinges and open inward. That means my panels have to be out of the way of those when they open. So literally there's the workroom is solving the math of great. That means your rod needs to be this wide. So the draperies will pocket to the left and the right out of the way of that math. Like it's algebra, y'all. They told you, they again, you were lied to. Someone told you you'd never use it again. And again, lies. Liza Minnelli lies. We we have some tools that we use and we're going to talk about a little resource for those later. But yeah, there's definitely some math you need to know as a designer, unless you just have a really great workroom partner who's just knows what you want and you know how to communicate it and they're yeah. handing it all off. So the measurement is super important. And that goes back. Usually the measurement and the installation, they're like bookended partners, usually the same mm-hmm. person in my experience. So they know what they're going to be installing and they're measuring appropriately because it's their work at the end too. Yeah, because that liability is huge. Like, if they don't have 100% confidence in the measure and they order the wrong rod length, then they come to install and it's a foot short. Like, that is on them instead of it being on us if we ordered it as the designer. Having a workroom do it means they're going to take the accountability for that. Yeah, and they want to. Yeah, I've seen them get annoyed when they're installing and they didn't do the upfront work and they're like, what the hell? Like, this isn't going to work. Exactly. They're fighting with it. And then the fabrication itself, that is the craft of it and the major skilled labor aspect that, I mean, so we tell our little workroom story. So Sacramento is where I live. It's not a huge market or city. Yeah. But there's tons of designers here. And we were having some frustrations, me and like my other local designer friends, shout out Claire. We were having some frustrations finding a good local workroom. We had somebody that we'd worked with that wasn't great. And Sean has a client here. So he was like, guys, what? what's the deal? Like, this isn't... I was, <laughs> like, I, need, I went I need full something. Sherlock on a mission. Sherlock, like, you know, I'm going to... You went I deep into Yelp? Is that Oh, how? I was I was digging. Like, I was Googling I window was treatment like, workrooms and down rabbit holes. I went into the dark web. Like... <laughs> In my experience with, like, these good workrooms, is there just people doing invisible. their job? They don't care about the internet. They're busy. They have their list of contacts. And they are not. And on they don't want. They don't want consumers. They don't want right. to be listed because Susie Homemaker calls and is like, "I think I'm going to do some curtains." And they're like, "Okay, great. Well, the average cost for curtains on one window is twenty five hundred dollars." And they're like, "Oh, like my pearls." Like they're after, after like three <laughs> meetings. Yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah, you did your like Sir Sleuth and found this name and address and I'm like okay that's kind of by my office oh you couldn't get anyone to answer the phone 
I couldn't get the phone. Wasn't so. I, I ultimately I found your workroom in an old expired listing with the Window Covering Association of America because you can find mm-hmm. like therapy. It'd be like being an ASID designer, but this was an expired old membership, and I was like. Okay, they either died or retired, or they just didn't want to keep paying the membership. But now I have this obscure, it's just a name and a phone number. That's all I had. No, we found no the address. Adra- yeah, we found the ad. I, I also sleuthed the address details because you know me, I'm going to dig around. I'll dig around. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do a DB on this place. I'm going to drive by, see if it's legit, see if it's sketch, and if I can talk to anybody. So I did. It's like in this back warehouse commercial park. And it turned out this lovely woman was like, how did you find me? But also, that's awesome that you found me. My friend is a cyber stalker. I can't even explain to unravel this story, but (laughs) yeah, my LA friend cyber stalked you. And And I I found her on Instagram too. I remember that. She was probably like, where are these people coming from? But she's like, like, she's technical with her skill, not the interwebs. Yeah. And she's just turned into the best resource for us. Like you've used her and she's like helping you with your project. Mm -hmm. She's saving me on a project that's gone a little bit rocky for me. And it's been amazing. So we need those people. Like they know better than I do. They know better than like how to solve it or make it work. And she's on our team. So she like goes out. She's been doing the measuring and she's there for the installation. And yeah, she's like helping to problem solve situations. She knows, like, I have this weird corner, like, two windows that I was trying to figure out. And she knew, like, oh, or one of the windows was like 12 inches from the corner. And she's like, oh, we can just do a, what does she call it? It's like, we're doing French return rods, but one of them's going to just come straight out of the other wall instead mm. of returning back to the same wall. So it's basically like an L-shaped bracket, like things that I'm like, I don't know about the hardware of it all. Oh my God, that's the whole customization of it is that she knows the sources who will make that for her. And what to order. Like I'm not ordering those hardware parts. Like No, never going to know. And also they're making, this is supporting a local business. Like I feel really strongly that this idea of encouraging people to support local businesses who do skills and crafts that like are very valuable and, and not kind just of like dying. Yeah. Like, but for like, it's so sad that it is sort of on the decline of doing this kind of stuff because people think that they should just be replacing their blinds every three to five years, or people think that they should just be suffering with like broken mechanisms on their, their Roman shades. And it's like, yeah, no, that's not a, it should not do that. You should no. That's, that's when not, you had a slum lord in college. Like you now. <laughs> this isn't normal. Yeah, like we've normalized to upgrade your life, and we've normalized it with this sort of retail culture of like this must be what everyone's doing, and so it's like lending a voice to that. That this workroom now is like she has a chance to make money for herself and support her life and her workroom. But that also we can help. This is a way for us to make money by being able to provide a very professional, high-touch, full-service offering. We can make money as designers with this. That It's hard to justify when you just tell a client, I'm just going to buy this stuff online, pay me what I'm worth for it. It's like, no. And every not, time, can't. 
I mean, the money part of it. Okay. So yes, selling custom, whether it's soft treatments or other, it's very lucrative. The margins Better. are very nice. Mark up that fabric, mark up the labor, mark up the hardware. hardware. The whole package gets marked up. Like, But also, every time I've gone the like shortcut way, I'll talk more about my middle ground idea, but the like cheap online quick ship kind of stuff, I've yep. gotten so screwed on those. You can't, I've you are going to gonna like, get burned. get out my glue gun and like fix stuff and hide mechanisms. Like it's just so annoying. And now like I made <laughs> negative zero dollars. So. Well, that's the part that I've tried to explain to clients about the DIY route when they are really just not going to invest in good options is I'm like, you don't want to be paying me my hourly rate to do this for you if you're going to go this route, because you're going to pay me more than that one panel you bought at Pottery Barn. So I'm going to point you at the links. You're going to go forth and go forth and prosper on your own. I don't want to touch it. And I know that's like, that's hard. But if you're really at the entry, if you're at the good side versus better or best side, it makes no sense for me to be involved. Like, here's an inspo photo. You go buy it. You go do it. I'm not going to help you install it. I'm not going to, I'm, you're going to order it all. So I'm not responsible because that same problem will happen. Like you just said, it's like, I'm, I'm not going to come help you fix it. Like I need to make sure that we say, if you want to go that route, I'll guide you. Go look at select blinds, you know, get some samples of their colors. I recommend some of these colors. These look nice. Go for I it. have like a measurement like, guy that I refer them to and they just work with his numbers and that's nice. Yeah, of you. I'm out of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice of you. I'm just like, I don't do the the good side to me is it's the people who the clientele who really just want they thought they were gonna pay a retail price for something and then they realize it's too expensive and they're not really at that place in their life. Okay, that means you're doing it on your own. I'll just guide you to the look and feel. Be go on, be on your own because I'm never going to make any money off of that stuff. Well, and it's high risk. Yeah. So, okay. So let me talk about my little Etsy What's hack. What's your middle? This is like the mid ground. An idea. An idea. It's not for everybody. Although I think Sean's finally coming around because sometimes there's a need. So it's my Etsy hack. The issue and when I do this is... When I have a project that's not the highest budget, but it's going to turn out cool and I can probably photograph it. But if there's no window treatments, it's trash. There's just like giant windows that are naked and obvious. So there is an Etsy dealer that they manufacture overseas, but the contact person is really just on it. She's really helpful. And they have amazing, not amazing, okay. They have a lot of fabrics, like Mm -hmm. hundreds of velvet colors, maybe 50 linen colors. And they, so you just kind of like build your little thing. You like pick your header style. They have like four styles. You pick your custom measurements and like you can do, I do double pinch pleat. And basically like each panel is the right size. So they're lined. You can get them lined. What's nice about them, this is the helpful part when you don't have the full installation crew, the hooks that they come with. I'd never seen these before until this. They're like zippers. 
So do they like click up and down like a yeah. zip tie? I, I've yeah. seen these. Yeah. So there's an inch and a half adjustment on each hook, basically. So mm-hmm. there is some room for error, which is great. And they hang nice. Like they're nice. So they're not as nice as the ones that I've gotten fully customized from a work. Like, are they, are they lined? Yeah. Okay. There's so they're lined. And regular. They, you and add the have, lining. And they have a, oh wait, say that again. You add the lining. So it's like, yeah. Like you decide okay. if you want blackout or what color. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's a plus. It has a header, which means they keep the spacing. Mm-hmm. Like all the pleats, if you want a pleat, they'll all be evenly spaced. Mm-hmm. And they, do they ship already like folded for like training kind of? Like they ship In accordion. I think they ship from China. So they are, I mean, I've got, this thing they've, is they've been on a journey. Packed. They've been on yeah, a journey. The okay. box is dense. So okay. I I just did it for a client and Get out your little did, Stanley steamer. You, oh yeah. It's the steam zone. I mean I the client actually helped me steam hers because I was kind of working with her to make this happen, you know? Okay. That's so nice of you. <laughs> my client my client is not in my area, so she won't have a choice. No, which yeah. Well, yeah. So I did velvet and I've done it now for three or four clients. I've referred on consultations people. I don't do any leg work for those, but I don't know. It's been awesome for that. Like semi custom experience. I'm so with that being said, cause we've talked about this offline with that being said, you still need, I believe you still need, even if you were there, someone to measure and give you confidence that that's done correctly and an installer who's going to get like get them up and help them be their best like you you the designer from a, even just a liability perspective but also from like the professionalism should not be the one putting up these window treatments no, for clients no 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 i don't install them <laughs> no right so i have a guy i mean i have a couple people but i have one guy who will measure and he will install which I don't think is that hard to find. Mm-hmm. And so the client that I just did this with most recently, she's in the Bay Area a couple hours away and she hired a task rabbit who kind of specializes in it. So she, that project is like semi um, full service, I guess. It's not full service. So okay. she, but she's very capable and wants she doesn't mind jumping the nicest. In. No, she wants the nicest. I wants the nicest results she can get for the budget that they have. So um, I explained all that up front and managed the expectations of what it was, but they're really happy with them. Way better than your off-the-rack Bed Bath & Beyond situation. I mean, it's going to look and act better. For that hardware, who did that hardware? Did you do that hardware? I got the hardware from Fabricut Trend. Okay. Which is, how did you okay. how did you know what like widths to order for that so, hardware? I have a calculator like worksheet that I developed. Like I got it start like I got some of the problem solving when I was in school and I've kind of okay. turned it into this worksheet. And I basically all I need is the window size and the wall size, and I can figure out the rod length 
And from there, as long as you have the rod length figured out correctly, it's pretty easy to figure out the panel widths. For this right. Etsy seller, you do not need to pick, figure out the repeat and the, you just tell them the finished length. You don't need to calculate the header and the footer and all that. They're going to, they'll handle that. You don't need to calculate yardage, only like finish widths. So in this case, your installer put the rod exactly where once the draperies are at. Because the opposite would be true. Normally, they make the window treatment lengths to match exactly the hardware drop. And it doesn't need two inches extra added to it. I calculate all that. Okay. In that worksheet. In that worksheet. Okay. And that's also, again, why I love these little zipper things. Because like... If there's I need wiggle. another half inch, there's wiggle. Because you don't know what the shrinkage is going to be and all that. And my my workroom will also, when they hang professionally, they will sometimes have to move some of the drapery pins a little bit just to get them. Yeah, they're like, doing There's that. wiggle. Because not, I mean, I work in a lot of old houses. The floors are wavy. Like they, right. the height on one end does not match the height on the other sometimes. And I, of course, my aesthetic is that just kissing the floor look like that makes me really happy it feels very satisfying to have that mm-hmm. just within a half inch of the floor or right at the floor and per- perfection for me is when they're just like barely barely touching it like <laughs> little tension yeah. they might pick up a little dust just barely like that's perfect but i can't get that every time and you might need to address adjust the drapery hooks to get them to fit nice so having little like click and zip height adjusters gives a little bit more control when you can't get the exact like drapery. And again, this option, it's definitely for that mid level client. Like yeah. I wouldn't do this in a high end home. I, like I you mean, kind of have nice to just, I mean, it's hard to say that in California. Like this is I know million dollar plus home. It's a million dollar house, but but they're like have a young family. You know, they're in like the reality of life, but they still want nice finished. Do you rooms. still do you still explain to them that this is not what top of the line looks yes. like? Okay, because I think that's very important for people to understand. Like. Okay, I'm showing you the I'm showing you what the Mercedes looks like and telling you that that Mercedes costs that much and now I'm telling you that since you're saying you can't afford that Mercedes, you want me to give you an upgraded Honda Civic. I'm going to give that to you. But th- and just I know keep that, that it, parked out back. Like I don't like roll it out <laughs> in the beginning. Like I don't I won't really do this unless I really know this job is going to be seen all the way through. I'm going to like the results of it it's like Mm -hmm. worth the it's like i want the results of some kind of window treatment yeah get the project done so it's just not done otherwise i might just refer straight like might just let them handle it if they want them also these tend to when i've done these they tend to not be like the hardest workhorses you know they're not being opened and closed a lot they're more decorative Like if you had a formal dining room where you're really not going to be in there a lot, I would focus on less, you you know, something that's not going to do that. If you're really going to be in your living room every single day doing this, you might need to upgrade in there. I have the more full service approach in my dining room and my living room at the front of my home. And then in my office where I was still using them every day, but they're just less 
they're lower impact. They're not very lower wide traffic. either. Yeah, they're not like huge windows I have to deal with, with complicated hardware. They're smaller, more modest size windows. In there, I went with Fabricut pre-finished panels and I bought the same hardware that I used at the front of my house. You know, I know which hardware my drapery workroom was using. So I I handled that without them because I didn't want that to be involving them. I am also, well, you guys know, we've all, Rebecca and I have both done multiple, many DIYs in our lives. I feel completely confident hanging my own drapery hardware. That's not a problem for me, but I wouldn't recommend it for everybody. If If I were to do it now, my workroom locally also hires out their installer and they're at every installation. So that installer is also available to me to be able to use for these sort of DIY local projects. And the nice thing, just to talk about another option is the Fabricut, what are they called? Quick ship panels. They're really great. Like like stationary panels almost. Like they could work for a small window, but like if you also just want decorative stationaries, they're perfect for that too. Like, I feel like it's a solution similar to my Etsy hack, but with a little bit more of the service and size of Fabricut behind it. The only Mm -hmm. caveat I would say is you don't have a lot of options for fabric, but they're great basics. Like if you want just kind of like neutral oatmeal, like a little soft color, maybe they're great, but not, you're not going to get patterns or like deep, rich velvets or anything like that. And I think that's the important clarification for clients is like the sky is the limit with full service custom. We can literally do anything you want. It's it can it can all be done, but it's at a cost. And if you want to move down the level, that means fewer colors, fewer patterns, fewer fabric choices, fewer hardware options, fewer customizations. And if they're like, well, I want the mid-level price, but with motorization and all of this, like, no, you're literally describing the wrong thing. Like they don't, they cannot match. I can't give you full, I can't give you a full facelift plastic surgery on a Botox budget. I'm so sorry. Like you're, you're setting yourself up for an episode of botched. Like it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I might, I might try it actually. No, please do not put motor oil in, in your face house. as a filler. Please don't. <laughs> so please. Grayware has motorized hardware for drapery that they'll sell just the hardware. Mm-hmm. I might try it in my house. I would, I'm a hundred percent down with experimenting with stuff in our homes because the stakes yeah, are I'm low. I'm not going to experiment on a client. No, I did it. I'm not going to say who, but I did experiment in my, in my bedroom during the one room challenge with a traverse rod company. That is actually from a well-known drapery brand that I'm not going to name here. They are not, they're not the business. They're not the business. They, they're rough to pull clothes. The, the tension on the line, like you need like strength to pull it. The glides don't, they just do not move freely. And since I put those in, I've dug a lot deeper and realized it's, it's something that's inherent with this specific type of drapery model. And so I'm glad I experimented in my own home. They have a good reputation as a company in general, but this specific type, complete crap. Like I would never recommend it for a client. And I'm glad I know. Like, and my workrooms have since confirmed, oh yeah, we would ne- we don't use those. So the, I like having the workroom to say, I hear your fantasy, but that's not it. Like that's why the full service professionals are really valuable because they'll tell you, 
those are crap. Please don't order them. And then there's also kind of the big box customizers that I know a lot of designers use just because it's really easy. Like Shade Store, Calico. I have Calico custom drapery in my bedroom that I got for the One Room Challenge. And it's beautiful. Like they're ripple fold. They help me figure out all the calculations on that. And the glide on them is amazing. And the installer kept like helping me tweak it because they have to kind of be, they're really heavy. Like it's again, 12 feet of window. Like the the result is perfect. Yeah. But the difference being if you go with Shade Store and Calico or these other professional, more to the consumer side is as a designer, you don't make make anything. You may, and And they're expensive. They're, they are a hundred percent. Every time a client has been like, I looked at this place and then I go through my workroom to get a quote, I am at least, even with my markup, 30% lower. Like, but if you don't, it depends on what you're doing. It depends on what you're doing. It depends on what headache level you want and if you have good resources. So it's, I feel like if they're a nice stopgap, and or if, if you, you want just want to, to like just hand asked. it off to the client. Yeah, just hand it off to the Boom. client. Like there, you're going to get a good result because the product is good. You'll and be happy at Shade Store. They'll treat you right. Let's yeah. go into the store. We'll pick your fabric together and then peace. Like They have beautiful options and don't ask me a million questions. I'm not going to come to the installation. No, they're going to do it. Yeah, You're paying them a lot of money. I mean, they're they're very expensive. Also, they your... Retail, I mean, they have brick and mortars. Like there's... It's an, yeah, because most of, your, most of what you do is not supporting. Unfortunately, it is supporting local businesses because Shade Store and those companies are, are paying workrooms. So yes, there is likely a workroom near you that is getting some of that money. The problem is, is that Shade Store is taking a really big chunk of that. And I would prefer to just skip the middleman and go right to the workroom. But if you're a consumer it is very friendly to go into those environments. It's much easier. So I encourage you guys to just, like I know we like to talk a lot about kind of getting brave and um, just adding like a new kind of lever to your business and like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, new like tool to your toolbox. I think there's ways to get into window treatments at a low risk and you just be a learner. So like find like start with finding a workroom, figure out how that works. Yeah. When I found, when we found our like secret help lady, she's so helpful and educational. Like she loves helping. So that was obviously great. I'll link to the window coverings association of America. They have a find a pro button. So you can look and see who's in or around your area. Like you need, you need somebody. It, It gets so much easier when you have, the professional. Like it's like being able to you, ask your contractor questions at a build. Like you need a window treatment professional. You can figure it out. You don't have to be responsible for every inch. Like my workroom tells me how much yardage to buy. Like I don't figure out the yardage. Yeah. But I do help figure out the rod length because some of that is the aesthetic. Like what do you want it to do in the room? Like does it mm-hmm. need to have more presence? Like do you need more? fabric and you just have like a smaller window and a giant wall like maybe you want it to be wider like you need to drive some of those decisions so um we have a new little download this time that is free or your download is free Yay! 
Um, it's just like a little quick worksheet. I keep a copy on my iPad as a template and I just fill in the little cells and the little, it's like a little math problem to figure out like what your rod length needs to be and a couple other little like panel sizes. It helps you figure out like here are the basic algebra calculations. And you, I like that you put it on your tablet so that way you can just like literally run through the numbers very quickly. It's nice to have it with you. If hotties aren't taking tablets with them to job sites, it is, I mean, I'm not getting any affiliate credits for selling iPads, but it it is, it is life-changing to have this with you every time you go somewhere. I don't know how to do certain things without an iPad anymore. (laughs) Like when I need to. A piece of paper and a notebook and you're like. But you have to have the (laughs) document like when I'm marking up things yeah like they're all on di- my digital life you know so yeah I it would just I mean duh you had to print it all out and then write on it but I don't trust myself not to lose those papers and or um, forget to bring them with you so this download it's free you can get it on our resources page on our website so just go to hotyoungdesignersclub.com and you're you'll see there's a pop-up for it for the window treatment worksheet. Yeah. So it'll help you get a little bit more comfortable, I hope. Or maybe you're already doing this, but... You do it more confidently if you know that. Do it more confidently. You might find that you get this worksheet and you're like, oh, good. Thank God my numbers look similar to this. Like, thank goodness my my stuff is similar. That totally happened to me when I was dealing with this project where I'm like, this is how I do it, but I'm curious what what she would say. So... She's like, after she measured, she's like, here's what I think the rod length should be based on this calculation. She did her calculation a little differently than mine, but the end result was like within an inch. Like, oh, like show your yes. work on a math problem. Yes. <laughs> yeah. These numbers are right. Thank God I've been doing it correctly this whole time. Like, yeah. And with outside mount stuff, you have a little bit more wiggle room. hundred percent. So, so you can do it. There's a, there is a good, better, best. You just might might not like how much work goes into each of them. So designers, you need to kind of find where you think those services belong and how they should act for clients. Charge accordingly. That's why they cost so much. Don't just do headaches and not get paid for them. Or have ugly shit in your beautiful room that you designed. It's a conspiracy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's window treatments, window, window anon. In the dark web from here on out. I'm not going on that. <laughs> Window anon. Ew, that's probably so <laughs> creepy. Like, that's where all the, like, peeping doms are. Peeping doms. <laughs> this is not a real website, hotties. Please don't go trying to look for Window anon. <laughs> Do not is... Google Window anon <laughs> on the dark web. I don't even know how I to get know. there. I don't know don't what do you're going to find. Don't do it. But anyway, until next time. Stay hot, designers. Thanks for joining this meeting of the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes there for links to things we talked about today. We are keeping the conversation going on Instagram, so don't forget to like, comment, and follow at Hot Young Designers Club. You can find Rebecca on Instagram at Studio Plum. And you can find Sean at Renstead Interiors. That's W-R-E-N-S-T-E-D. 